Hello again, this is Daniel J. Hogan, and welcome to the Magic of Airy podcast, brought to you by MagicAvery.com. In our last episode, Uncle Shameless and Era convinced Steve to go back and help Cam and Zeroth. Cam killed the Raven spy Uled with a well-timed shot, while Arbol battled Zeroth. Uncle Shameless showed up and began to fight Delu, who was angered by his brother's death. Uncle Shameless became entangled with Delu right as he turned into mist, causing both of them to change. Zeroth then went after Arbol, pulling a random weapon from his magical pack. A coat rack. And now, the next fantastic episode of The Magic of Airy. The Magic of Airy, the podcast. Written and produced by Daniel J. Hogan. Based on the novel... The Magic of Airy by Daniel J. Hogan. To learn more about the novel, please visit magicofairy.com or danieljhogan.com. And remember, Harry is spelled E-Y-R-I. Episode number 16, Packing It In. Zeroth cursed his luck. Of all the items in his magical pack, he had to think of the coat rack first. He had been given the ornate coat rack made of a deep brown wood as payment some time ago. If Zeroth had known ahead of time that the village of Neri used coat racks as a form of currency, he would have never taken the job. Zeroth swung the heavy coat rack at Arbol, nearly striking the dove's head with a quartet of hand-decorated metal hooks that crowned the rack's top. Arbol was aware of the abilities that Zeroth's pack had, but he was still surprised at being attacked with a coat rack. Zeroth would have had an easier time attacking if it had not been for the four long feet that spread out from the bottom of the coat rack. He decided to risk putting away his shield to use both hands with his new weapon. With a quick maneuver, the large dented shield disappeared into his magic pack, and Zeroth gripped the coat rack with both of his clawed hands. You're sure that's not just some weird hunter custom? Steve asked Era as they watched Zeroth continue to attack with the decorative coat rack. I'm very certain it is not. To aid in his fight, Zeroth broke off the four feet of the rack, making it look more like a staff, albeit a staff with four ornamental coat hooks on the top. Zeroth swung the rack, gaining speed and keeping Arbol guessing as to where he would strike. Zeroth caught Arbol off guard and struck the dove hard on the wrist, forcing him to drop his small crossbow. Arbol countered with a high kick to Zeroth's head, but the blow was blocked by the coat rack. The dove surprised his attacker with a high backflip through the air. Abba pulled out his second small crossbow and fired a pair of shots before landing on the ground in a cloud of dust several yards away. Zero spun the coat rack, letting one of the small arrows bury itself in the wood instead of his face. Zeroth missed the second. The tiny missile grazed his leg. The injured hunter winced as he leaned on the coat rack for support. <sighs> this just isn't my day. Uncle Shameless felt very strange. He had experienced many odd feelings and sensations over the course of his life, but never anything like this. The only thing that came close was the time he had tried to make salad dressing. Not being much of a cook, or even a person that reads directions carefully, Uncle Shameless had mistakenly used five entire heads of garlic to make one small bottle of dressing. Despite what the doctors had told him, the hallucinations weren't all that bad. But... This feeling was in a league of its own. It had started after he had wrapped his chain around Delu and tried to punch the raven in the face. Before Uncle Shameless's fist even hit the raven, the birdman started disappearing. Then, 
Uncle Shameless also started disappearing. Now Uncle Shameless knew what it felt like to change from a solid to a gas, and he was pretty sure he did not want to ever feel this way again. Not only had he turned to mist, but now he was flying in the air, and flying through the trees, and anything else. Delu climbed high into the air and dove into a fierce spin, trying to think of a way to shake Uncle Shameless loose. He chastised himself for not realizing that the human was connected to him when he had changed into mist. The vaporous bodies flowed around each other, causing great disgust to the Birdman. The giant cloud of mist shot high into the air, dozens of feet over the treetops. Delu's eyes flashed as he and Uncle Shameless turned back to their normal forms. The pair floated in the air for several seconds before gravity found its hold on them. Uncle Shameless began screaming and held tightly onto the chain. Dale looked over at his stowaway. What? Let what? Uncle Shameless yelled as air screamed all around him. Dalu slashed at Uncle Shameless with his knife, but missed. Uncle Shameless tugged on the chain with extraordinary strength, causing Dalu to slam into his body. The force of the blow knocked the knife from the spy's hand. The pair began plummeting to the ground below. Uncle Shameless wondered why the Raven Man didn't turn back into mist. He looked down to see Delu's ghostly eyes shut and his body limp. Delu was unconscious. Uncle Shameless carefully slapped the raven across the face a few times and shook him. Come on, wake up! I don't want to be buried in a pizza box! Delu started to come around. His milky eyes focused on Uncle Shameless and his clawed hands went for the human's neck. Stop it! Look! Delu paused his strangling long enough to realize there were moments from being considerably flatter. With a disgruntled huff, Delu turned them back into mist and flew towards an unsuspecting Zeroth. The raven made Uncle Shameless and himself solid, and the entangled pair slammed into Zeroth, causing a huge pileup of bird and man. Get off! Zeroth yelled as he tried to move his pinned-down arms. <sighs> Was the only response from Uncle Shameless and Delu. Forgetting about Arbol and his crossbow, Steve ran from his hiding place to help his uncle. Eric called out to Steve and limped after the boy. Arbol stared at the boy with his cold, black eyes, dropped his small repeating crossbow, and readied his large crossbow in one quick motion. The dove hunter aimed at Steve as a clawed finger lashed around the trigger of his foul weapon. You are listening to the Magic of Airy podcast, a free audiobook podcast by Daniel J. Hogan. Copies of the original novel can be purchased through magicofairy.com and amazon.com. You can also download a PDF of the entire novel for only $3.75. Visit magicofairy.com for more details. And remember, Airy is spelled E-Y-R-I. Zeroth struggled under the weight of Uncle Shameless and Delu. Normally, he would not have a problem lifting the pair off him, but they were laying on top of his coat rack, which pinned down his arms and made it difficult to move. Zero's sharp eyes caught Steve running over and Arbol readying his devastating crossbow. Remembering Cam's final wish, Zero summoned all of his strength he had left and tried to free himself. He managed painfully to free one arm, but realized he had only seconds to act. Without haste, Zero reached into his magical pack, thought of an item, and hurled it at Arbol. Steve heard Era calling after him, Steve, but he ignored Steve. the pelican. Steve wondered what was wrong. He was halfway to Uncle Shameless when he realized he had a pretty good idea what Era had been yelling about. Arbol looked up at Steve with black marble eyes and gave him a chilly stare. Time slowed to a crawl. Heartbeats seemed to last minutes. 
Steve watched as a dove dropped his small crossbow from his hand. An eternity passed before the weapon hit the forest floor, and by then, the dove had unshouldered his massive crossbow and was aiming it at Steve. Everything around Steve froze as the dove flicked a switch, and a simple crosshair target popped up from the body of the large instrument of destruction. Steve's breath stopped in his lungs, and his eyes locked as the dove squeezed the trigger of the crossbow. As slow as the past few moments had occurred, the next few moments occurred swiftly, as if making up for lost time. Just as the giant crossbow began to loose its deadly bolt, a bag of signal stones exploded against Arbel's hard beak, enveloping the hunter in a cyclone of noxious smoke and causing the dove to wrench and twist his body, as well as his crossbow. The bolt screamed through the air and missed Steve, burying itself deep within a nearby tree. Once Steve's breath returned, he ran over to Uncle Shameless, Zeroth, and Delu. The boy pushed Uncle Shameless and his raven adversary off of Zeroth, finally freeing the Birdman. Uh, thank- You can thank me later. Run! Zeroth barked as he picked up Uncle Shameless and slung him over his shoulder. As Steve and Zeroth turned to get away, Arbel stumbled blindly within a tornado of ugly smoke and putrid smells. Zeroth and Steve ran from the clearing and zipped past Hera, who had finally caught up with them. We're leaving! Zeroth snapped as he headed for the deep woods, still carrying Uncle Shameless over her shoulder. What he said! Era stopped the protest, but after getting a whiff of the giant cloud of signal stone smoke, she quickly changed her mind and trotted after the escaping pair. You are listening to the Magic of Eri podcast, a free audiobook podcast by Daniel J. Hogan, available at magicoferry.com and through the iTunes Music Store. Zeroth had taken many strange jobs over the years, but this one would certainly land near the top of the list. It might even beat out the time he had to be a bodyguard for the Prince of the Potato People of Tubal. And that was saying a lot. The hunter sighed and scanned the horizon from his lookout spot at the top of a tree. The forest had been silent for a long time now, and the cloud of signal smoke back in the clearing had all but disappeared. After running away from Arbol and Delu, Era had healed everyone's wounds before Zeroth decided that they should hide. Zeroth stretched and looked for any signs of danger. Not seeing any, he decided it was safe to return to the forest floor. All right, we've hid long enough, Zeroth said as he flapped open his wings and jumped from the treetop. He caught the wind and glided back to the clearing where he had fought Arbol and the Raven Twins. Normally, Zeroth would not risk going back to where he had run away from, but he wanted to bury Cam's body and to find his sword. After landing, Zeroth cracked his knuckles and reached into his magical pack. Effortlessly, Zeroth pulled Steve out of the small leather pack and dropped the boy on the ground. Okay, that was really weird, said the boy, thinking that he never wanted to be hidden away in a magical pack again. Steve now knew what a toy in one of those mechanical crane games felt like. Without a word, Zeroth reached into the pack again, this time pulling out Era. Oh, my, that's interesting. After the pelican was a few steps away, he reached in for Uncle Shameless. Zeroth pulled the man out of the pack by his hair. Uncle Shameless appeared rather upset, but not because he was being pulled out by his hair. 
As Uncle Shameless was being pulled out of the pack, Zeroth noticed he was holding several playing cards. That's total bunk! There's no such thing as a full flush! Confused, Zeroth dropped Uncle Shameless to the ground. What are you yelling about? He cheats! Uncle Shameless yelled, throwing his playing cards to the ground in disgust. Who cheats? Stu! Who is Stu? The woodchuck! Zeroth's eyes narrowed. Woodchuck, Zeroth said before reaching into his pack again. The hunter's arm up to his elbow disappeared into the opening. This time, Zeroth pulled out a raggedy-looking, squatty woodchuck, dressed in worn-out clothing and an equally worn-out top hat. The woodchuck was holding several playing cards and smoking a pipe. Stu, the woodchuck, was small, about half the size of Steve, but appeared very old and well-traveled. Stu looked like the woodchuck version of a hobo. Zeroth, angry, dangled the little furry hobo by the back of his shirt. Hello, said Stu, taking a second to tip his tattered top hat. What were you doing in my pack? Well, it's a funny story. You see, one day, I'm enraged by the stowaway, Zeroth wound up his arm and hurled Stu far into the forest. (sighs) That explains why all my things have smelled like pipe smoke lately. That wasn't very nice. I'll say, I hate freeloaders. I was referring to you. He should have known better after reading the label. Zeroth replied as he lifted up the lid of his pack and pointed to a label. Irregular? I don't understand what that means. The other one. Zeroth pointed to a hand-stitched label that said, No Trespassing. You are listening to the Magic of Airy podcast, a free audiobook podcast by Daniel J. Hogan, available at magicofairy.com and through the iTunes Music Store. What is your name, anyway? Zeroth. The hunter answered as he searched the clearing for signs of Arbol and Delu. Zeroth stopped when he realized that Delu could be in his mist form and he would not even know it. That's a funny name. And Steve isn't? Six I could have understood. But what is a Steve? The boy tried to come up with an answer, but decided to just keep his mouth shut as Uncle Shameless and Era introduced themselves. Steve joined Era and Uncle Shameless as they watched their new protector search the clearing. A few moments later, Zeroth said, Uh-oh. Steve figured this was the last thing he wanted to hear from an elite mercenary that had been charged with keeping him alive. What do you mean, Uh uh-oh? It is a casual expression, usually meaning something is wrong. I know the definition. I meant what's wrong. Zeroth spun around and motioned to the floor of the clearing. Do you notice anything missing? Steve sighed, glanced at Uled's body, and noticed that his ugly cape was missing. Uh Uh-oh. Glad we agree. Eh, so what? Someone swiped his cape. Big deal. That cape is how he turned into mist. And Arbel is gone too, Zeroth added, pointing to the dove's footprints leading up to Uled's body. Uncle Shameless looked over at the footprints and then looked at Uled. He thought for a moment, took a sip of wine, and looked at Uled once more. And then he glanced at Arbel's footprints. Uncle Shameless finally realized that there were not any footprints leading away from the raven's body. Huh. So that means... Yes. And now he can... Yes. Uh-oh. Using a pair of shovels from Zeroth's pack, Uncle Shameless helped the hunter bury Cam. Luckily for Zeroth, but unluckily at the time of the job, The mining town of Quid used shovels as currency. 
Zeroth carved Cam's name into the shaft of the coat rack, which he had found nearby, and used it as an improvised headstone. Zeroth then took his mentor's longbow and hung it on the ornate hooks at the top of the coat rack. Zeroth quickly pulled up the hood of his cloak, shrouding his face in darkness. Steve was certain he saw the hunter's eyes flash red from within the depths of his hood. The birdman searched the clearing for his trusty sword, but could not find it. Zeroth sighed and took out his pack's inventory book. He quickly snapped the little book shut in a loud huff. What's wrong? I'm out of swords. You don't have any more in that crazy pack of yours? Zeroth explained that he had recently traded the last of his spare swords at an outpost for some rare herbs and spices. Why'd you do that? Well, I can't make Vianti without achy leaves, now can I? Uh... Thought Uncle Shameless, having no idea what either Vianti or achy leaves were. Uh... Well, no, I suppose... Pose not? You like to cook? When you wander for a living, you don't really have a choice. Yep, knowing how to cook for yourself is important. Oh, please. Your idea of cooking is canned soup or pancakes. And sometimes you put the two of them together. Hey, I made fish the night before our canoe trip. Fish? I thought that was meatloaf. This concludes today's episode of The Magic of Eri. Make sure to join us again next time. What happened to Arbel? Where will our heroes go next? Can Steve, Uncle Shameless, and Era trust Zero? Find out in the next exciting episode of The Magic of Eri. The copyright date in this episode was November 25th, 2009. To help support this free podcast, use the PayPal donate button on the website. The Magic of Eri, the podcast. Written and produced by Daniel J. Hogan. This podcast was produced in GarageBand and Audacity on a Mac. Some sound effects and music are provided by freesound.org. Other sound effects and music provided by GarageBand. For more information or to buy a copy of the original novel, please visit magicofairy.com or danieljhogan.com. And remember, Airy is spelled E-Y-R-I. And as always, thanks for listening. What do you mean, Uh uh-oh? It is a casual expression, usually meaning something is wrong, you dumb kid.